Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 66 of the Home Ice Advantage podcast. Here to go over a little bit of game four and game five. Um, we'll start with you, Colin. How you been? Uh, well, game four was my anniversary, and it was like a really good day until like 7.24 p.m. And then all of a sudden, my day got much, much worse. Yeah, it felt like... That was the first game where the Canes got outplayed in the series. And not by a lot, but what was kind of annoying about it is, like, it's kind of similar to what happened in Boston, where, like, I felt like the Canes played a really good game four in Boston, and then there were so many penalties that didn't matter, and then... In game three, like, Boston was just better. And then I felt like this time the Canes played a really good game three. And it just, like, the puck would, wouldn't go. I think they hit at least two posts in game three. You know, that Domi goal where the puck basically did everything but go in on that little poke check. And then in game four, I thought you got outplayed and also hit. I think you hit two posts again. And Marty Nate just missed what could not have been a more wide open net. The the Marty Natchez thing is, you know, it's I guess this isn't really a game four thought, but it's gonna tie in. Marty Natchez just has not been great. Except for the final twenty minutes of game five, which I think he actually played quite well in the third period of game five. Which I'm happy about. Um, and I'm hoping that he can be a little bit more consistent because Holy fuck, how many missed passes has he had or uh, banned on a shot or, oh, he just hasn't been great is the nicest way to put it. Yeah, and we can get in the game five, 3-1 uh, Carolina final. Um, we'll, we'll touch on Nathan when we get to it because I have some thoughts on that. What were your thoughts about really just a, an all-time great New York crowd they had the best five minutes of their life. They were very large and in charge on the first goal. And then, you know, you basically didn't hear from them for the rest of the game. So good on them. And I, I think, too, you saw – I was joking around with this with the lady who sits in front of us where I was like, it's funny that – there was basically no Igor chance. There was a light Igor chant in game one. There's basically no Igor chant in game two. Then people watch the game on ESPN and they catch the Igor chants, which have been happening in MSG all year. So, but, you know, again, the people coming are, you know, may- maybe they're a lot more in the ride than they are the team. If you catch my drift. And uh, so then we start getting the Igor chance. I don't think – you can see real time. We've been playing a lot of chess recently. You know when you do the thing where you, like, forget that a piece is protecting a piece? Oh, uh, and you, you move like, it. And like, you're oh, like, I'm going to move, and this, yeah. will, like, this will help me press the advantage. And then you exactly. act like they get the free piece, and you're like, fuck. Same thing. It was – you could see real time. They were like, oh, this becomes a Bronx chant. Re- or here real, real, real easily. 
and it did. Yeah. Um, on a quick side point, I'm not here for a random chance during the anthem, which I guess is just something the Rangers do, like as a fan base. And I, I don't know, I don't like that. It, it feels weird. Don't do that. I you know, don't here for like a word. Obviously, we do red. Um, the stars have one. I don't remember. Uh, I mean, a couple. I mean, of they teams... just say stars in the anthem. Pan- like twice. Panthers say red. I think yeah, they I might mean... say. I think they say stars once. They say knights twice. Because they do I... that. Listen, a ton of teams have that, and that I'm fine with because you have like your moment. But just like randomly yelling "Let's go Rangers" during the anthem, no. Yeah, I don't love it. I um. <sighs> I'm of two minds about it because if you think about it, it's really not all that different than the red. And, you know, this has kind of been coming back in vogue because there used to be, and I don't remember all of them anymore, but you'd have like, oh, say, can you, you see, right? Rockets, red glare, Gleason instead of gleaming. I heard uh, airs instead of, uh, the bombs bursting in airs. So the, I don't, I don't personally, I don't like it either, but I don't think it's actually all that different than, um, Matching the reds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, the, to me where it's different and I think where my issue comes is, so you get a couple like, let's go Rangers. And that's fine. But then you start, getting like back and forth in it and it's like well that's not like what we're here for you know what i mean like that's where it gets i bet that's a different animal at home than it is like i like i bet too if they're playing the bruins which is there are a lot of bruins fans and stuff like that when they play close like or they play like other big market teams i bet that is more of an issue than at home versus the Panthers or something like that, you know? Yeah. Also, and then we'll get into the actual game. Uh, you're 100% right that the Rangers fan, so they we get that shorthanded goal, and, you know, everyone in the building loves it, because holy fuck. Um, and then they, they tie it, and that's a deflating moment, okay? And then they... Go up two. Oh, they go up by one. Little did we know offsides. But they go up by one. Holy shit, as if they had won the entire series right there. Every Rangers fan in the building was celebrating an Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. So yeah. having that brought back, and you could you could literally hear it in real time. Like, let's go Rangers coaches challenge. Fuck. 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 Like it was it was a fun time. That was one of those things where at first I thought he was offsides. But he was so offsides that I thought that we must have. Yeah, I thought I thought Pesci and, sent it in because I thought the exact same thing. And then when you watch the replay, you're like, "Oh, that's just a really bad miss." Yeah, that I, I think offsides is actually one of the harder things that even like a, a line ref gets like tasked with because it does move so fast, and we're talking like inches maybe an inch sometimes so I, I i like and i think they've done a lot to make the offsides stuff 
better. Another thing, too, is they took forever and they called it off sides, but they didn't put the, like, seven seconds. Yeah, even though they went back to review it again. I was like, yeah, I you did all that work, but didn't here. add the time back. I don't, I don't, I, I, I thought the refs did a very poor job, really, across the board. Um, they, you had the, the, you had the, um, the, actually, actually, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll start this with the first big moment of the game, which is the Alex um, Lafreniere taking out the goal. And when you look at the replay, yes, he was touched, grazed, breathed on to go towards the net. Smith never extends his arm. Yeah, but that was that was intentionally taking out the net. A hundred percent. You can't there was no way he falls like that directly into the fucking net. Like there's no way. And that yeah. I don't think the puck crossed the goal line. I don't think Trocek scored a goal right there. I think he would have. I think that's a fucking penalty shot at a very minimum. You cannot do that. Yeah, I, I didn't love it. I thought, um, yeah, there was just a lot of, like, kind of rough calls tonight on both sides. I, I thought the Canes actually, like, there's a lot of, like, oh, the Canes did a great job. And, like, there, were a, there was a lot of slashing in this game. Yeah. By oh, the Canes. I, and they just – but – I, I there was like four times I caught Martin holding people and nothing. I was just like, "Oh, is this is this happening?" Okay, like, yeah, it, I don't. But uh, and I guess to stay with the storyline of the game here, so Vinny has that goal stolen from him. Like, hundred percent would have been a goal, would have been a great time, and it's stolen from him with an illegal play, and then the hockey gods decide. After we get a what can only be described as soft call on um oh my god who's the first penalty now I'm forgetting this is embarrassing the first penalty was aborted by Svetch, which was a penalty oh I, you're right here I'm thinking of Ian Cole so no Svetch, uh Svetch definitely did that my apologies um but we get gifted a goal from the hockey gods on a odd man rush with Stahl and Vinny and Stahl with a great pass. Vinny just, just high enough in the air. It was, you know it was what great. that reminded me of? Do you remember it was a one zero overtime regular season game last year against the, um, the lightning where he made a very similar play, like two on one in overtime and he made the same exact perfect saucer. And then Natchez and um, Trocek both scored. That's like a – if if Stahl's on the left side and, can, and has time to really kind of line up that saucer pass, that might be a problem. That might be something to look out for moving forward. Yeah. I'm starting to think and, and follow me on this one. Jordan Stahl might, like, be good at, at this sport. Just maybe. But I guess we'll we'll move on to the actual soft call here that I uh, mistake this fetch. Um, well, it was a good it was a good penalty kill too, which I saw some stat. And I'm sure that number's down a little bit because they scored. But the the Hurricanes power play or penalty kill is like 
74% on the road, 91% at home. Yeah. It dipped down to 81 because of the what we're about to talk about. An 81, excuse me, 89, which is still stupid good. Like, no one's complaining about that. Um, But so Ian Cole is in front of the Rangers bench and, like, perfectly dodges a check. But for some reason decides after doing that that it may be a good idea kind of to cross-check him. And I'll give you very lightly, like, by the definition of the law, it's a cross-check. But the flop that happened afterwards, I mean, the, the man should have been a little more, more made. Like, he, he flew, like, 10 feet in front of him. Yeah, you know, it's funny, too. I'm going to make another uh, chess example here. You know that I am a big fan of setting traps. Love a good trap. I kept calling that guy Mark all night to see if anybody would call me out on it. That dude's name is Jacob. <laughs> and not, not a, again, not a soul. Could you imagine if I kept calling him like John Slavin? Like John Slavin, you bum, you know? <laughs> Yeah, no, I could. I, I thought it's like you said. It's obviously a cross check. I actually don't mind it because I don't like. I don't think they would have called it if he didn't go flying. It's a clear embellishment. It's a yeah, clear yeah. embellishment. My problem isn't with the penalty. I think it should have been a four and four. Yeah, you guys a- made such a point of calling embellishments all year with cross checks. Mind you, these were both focuses this year. So if you're gonna call the one, call the other. Come on. Yeah, it's not a good. Not a good crew, I didn't think. And then they score, what, eight seconds into it? It was six seconds in. Yeah, it looked like Trocek lost to Benajad. Well, the, the real thing is here, we're really good at set pieces, and the Rangers are also very good at set pieces. So, I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, as soon as we lost the faceoff, I didn't feel great. Um it, yeah, it just looked like Trocek lost his guy. That happens. Yeah. It's not a big deal. But so that uh, that power play goal is a little bit deflating. And then this in the actual like string of events is where the Rangers beat Ron to five hole. If only they knew, you know, how to be onside. Well, that was it, it would have been something, right? So we go to the intermission, and you know what my new other favorite thing to do is. I've been walking the concourse. Oh, that I do. Atmos- the atmosphere when the Rangers are up or tied, like you said, it's like, I think in people's heads, I don't know if it's like the Temptations or Earth, Wind, and Fire, but you know that song where it's like, it's a beautiful morning. Yeah. Like, that's how I just think is like playing in their heads constantly. And then, but if, it, if, the, if it's tied the other way, like if the Canes come back to tie it, or if the Canes are up, Bro, it's a morgue. There's so many people on their phones. It's like, what what happened here? Come on. Well, this is that's funny. I actually went to go use the bathroom in the in the fourth period intermission. And I, I mean the lines in the arena, no surprise here. Stupid long. Um so as I'm standing there, it's just this random Rangers fan just walking saying, Oh, who's a bitch? Oh, who's a bitch? Like, dude, it's a tied game. Like, what are you doing? 
I think Ajo is more than a point-of-game player against the Rangers. Yeah, Ajo also dominates the Rangers historically. So, uh, what what that is too. And well, I'm gonna. That was gonna, just the only player he knew. I was about to say it, that guy, like somebody, whatever. He he was pissing at the urinal, and the guy next to him was wearing an Ajo jersey. So he was like, "Yeah, that guy." Like that's what happened there. Yeah, this is who these people are. Like, they're not there to cheer for the Rangers. They're there. And that's not true. There are certainly some people who yeah. are in the Rangers. There but... was a, the shameful part, there was probably more people there who were just there to watch a good game. But the minority that's there that, are, that is so mouthy and cannot seem to control themselves put this impression that all of Rangers fans are terrible assholes. And then that's just because a handful of them were complete monsters. So, and I don't like, like, I, and you and I have talked about this on the pod before, I think, but one of the problems with the Rangers specifically, but this is not untrue with Bruins. It's not untrue of the Canadians when they're good. It's not untrue of the Flyers when they're good as well. Um, where, their fans come and people like I've never heard somebody who wouldn't go because the Islanders are in town, even though there's going to be a lot of Islanders fans. Right. But I know people who go to games who will not go to a Rangers series because they take their kids and their animals. I I think a big part of it, and this is something. And when when I say this, you don't want to, it's not about threatening people or like making it like personal and stuff like that. But you have to make it, like, not fun to come. Like, and not for, like, a Rangers fan, but for these assholes. Like, I love something our section's been doing is if you leave the game early, like, you, you, you get an airful. Like, you get an airful moving forward. Like, it has to be, like, it has to stop, like, where people, people will eventually get tired of getting, maybe bullying's not the right word for it, but... Like, if you're not actually into it and you come and you're like, oh, I might get a, a good time out of this and I'm not invested. And then you get trucked and you're leaving. You're and you're like, fuck, like, why did I like, why did I do this? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. Um, But let's try to get back into the actual gameplay here. So they score that goal to make it 2-1. It gets taken off the board because of a great coach's challenge. Nice job, video coach. Awful goal, by the way. That was an awful goal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, 100%, that would have been a And that was one of those plays, too, where they did not score that goal because they were offsides. That was just like a gift. Yeah. Where it shouldn't happen. And just an awful, awful goal. But you could feel it in the building. We were a little bit deflated. I mean, we're still cheering. We're still there. But it's not, you know, it's not loud. It's not all there. And I... I actually want to read a tweet that uh, you crafted after game four. And I, I think it's needed. It says, dear PP goals, I've missed you so much. It feels like we haven't spent a lot of time together recently. I'm writing this to let you know that if you're willing to have me in your life, I'm more than all in. Please respond ASAP. Love wrestling. And then we go on the power play. And do you remember what you said the second um, 
they called uh, he put his arm up no exercise some fucking demons boys that's funny and then there and then there we go uh you know Torbo was just like, hey, yeah, I actually know how to score goals off of a great pass from Seth. He um, seems to have a gear right now where he's consistently elevating the puck and getting it on net. And like this is this is the third time this year, and one of these was on a breakaway, one was on a broken play and a pass from Aho. And this was, I, I think it was a two-on-one, not a breakaway. And then this was the power play. But he consistently takes Igor blocker side high and scores. So I'm starting to see, and I, I, I didn't know if this was 100% true, but I, I, I've, like, I've heard another couple people talk about it. So at least, I've not heard a, like, hockey mind talk about it. So this could just be, like, simple brains falling for obvious answers kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it does also look like that you can go five hole on Shesterkin. It's not to open him up, but he's, he moves so much that like that, that and Chris Chalios on ESPN, when we'll talk about them a little bit later, he, he was kind of like a dick about it. He's like, Oh, if he did that on purpose and got it over a stick and through the five hole, like hell of a goal. But what else would he have been going for there? What shot was was he going for where it barely clears his stick and then travels five-hole? Like, how, what would he have been going for that he missed and that happened? So, in Sestorkin's defense, usually the Rangers are, like, good at defense. <laughs> and they just weren't on those two goals. So, like, yeah, I, I, I feel when the you opposite. have the time and space, you, you can score think, goals. I don't think... I think the Rangers as a defensive team is pretty overrated, to be honest. I mean, honest. don't get – they are overrated. But, I mean, they're definitely top – I would say that's – I mean, top 12, which I realize is a weird number. But like, I know they don't allow a lot of goals, but Shesterkin doesn't allow a lot of goals. I mean, I don't well, think that – I don't think you, they have You don't normally have the space in front of Shesterkin like that, is what I'm saying. Like, that's not a commonplace thing. I guess that's true with all goaltenders, but – so after 2-1, two, 2, right? So, like, Terrabine scores that goal. Team is exercised. I, I was starting to, like, really buzz. <laughs> and then second period. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a it's a 2-1 game going into the second intermission. Great time. Um, and, and you really didn't hear. That goal specifically is where Rangers fans realized that the Igor thing was very easy to turn into a Bronx yeah. cheer. And, well, it was literally uh, Torbo scored that goal in the building. Igor! Like, it, oh, that's, that's, that's going to be a reference to Stokin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're going to have to deal with this, but it's because of your fans. So, And I bet he won't in a lot of places. He's still very good. I don't know. The history of goaltending outside of Shesterkin is that it's really hard those guys go from the best to top 10. So we'll say they oscillate from like top three, one through three, right? Through like top 10. And right now he appears to be in his top three window. I'm not saying I think he's going to be bad next year or anything, but like look at Connor Hellebuck, right? Um, 
that guy's had some incredible years and he's had some good years. And part of what makes Vasilevsky special is that he's just always top five at worst. Um, so, uh, I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. I, I would, the, my only problem is that Rangers fan acted as if Sustorkin was like the best goalie to ever exist in the history of ever, which also has to be insulting to Lundqvist, but not my point. But also, like, have you guys heard of Andre Vasilevsky? Like, no, go fuck yourselves. Vasilevsky. A lot of it is just like what the team. I don't know. Like, I like I I feel like as a team, we've always like love defensemen, right? Yeah, like, fair enough. And so, is it possible that Brett Pesci is maybe a hair overrated here? Because of our deep love for defensemen, specifically defensive defensemen as a team. Yeah, that's probably true. It's probably something that's in play. So it's whatever. But to me, the best part is that goal is scored, and we really don't hear from, from anything from the Rangers for the rest of the game. No, no, no. But so we, we go into the second intermission. You, take a guess at how many shots the Rangers had on net. Going in, uh, after I know games. they had ten, and I remember looking at you at the start of the the third period and going, "There's no way they don't get at least ten here." Like, there's no way that they don't like this doesn't become like a bit of a burner. And they he, in fact like, did not, by the way. Yeah. Well, I felt because you had like Domi hit the post when he was trying to like feed it and like shoot it off the goalie, please, and then. um Aho hit the post, and that one really fucking hurt. That Aho one, yeah. And it just felt like, all right, well, there's no way that they're gonna finish with 15 shots, right? Um, we actually kind kind of did this to them, game one, where like remove the special team goals, right? Like or remove the like the first period goals. It's one zero. We were getting outplayed. And then we came and we just balled the fuck out in the third. And thankfully, that was enough to, to get a goal with, what was it, 2.30 left or something like that? 2.20, yeah. So that's what I thought was coming. And instead, we got – I mean, they were better, I guess. Um, you know. Well, here's the thing is – and I guess game two would be a better example for this. When we had the lead, we just kind of – with, I don't know, it was like 13, maybe 14 minutes left. It was early, and the Thor just kind of parked the bus. Yeah. And we were like, okay, I mean, fucking try to break our line, whatever. And we didn't do that this game. We never parked the bus. We constantly went. We never let up. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought the third was was good, for sure. Um, I don't... I was listening to 32 Thoughts today, and Elliot Friedman was like, I don't know who's going to win the series, but it does feel like the Hurricanes have another gear, which I agree with. And it does feel like this is kind of it for the Rangers. Like, this is like what you've seen through this series, like, that's what they can do. And for the Canes, it feels like there's a little more on the table. Yeah, there's there's, there's someone else that could go. So, Andrei Svechnikov the the crazy Russian that he is decides to break people's backs. 
see in my head i i was really really happy i mean it was a, a breakaway uh, the puck jumps over boxes sticks fetch gets it five hole we already talked about it but i'm really really happy fetch got that because fetch last like three games has played really really well and he didn't really have a lot to show for it on the stat line but that that was just a good old fuck you goal yeah i Brittmore actually talked about this a bit today when they were at RDU, where he was like, you know, um, ultimately, I, I think Chip Alexander might have asked him. He was like, hey, uh, like, do we expect too much from Sveshnikov sometimes? And he was like, yeah, we all do, because he's so good. But he's still like a kid figuring it out. And we're playing one of the eight best teams in the league right now, right? And um, he's like, he's been playing well at the goals, whatever. I actually think Rod has done a good job of, they're like, hey, so the power play. He's like, it's looked good. That's not really anything I'm worried about. And they're like, hey, the road. He's like, looked good. Not anything I'm worried about. And they're like, oh, Svetch. He's like, looks good. Not anything I'm worried about. Like, oh, how's Freddie? Moving. <laughs> he's really <laughs> Rod is Rod is incredibly good about I don't know how to like phrase this. He doesn't talk about well, let me he connects with the players on such a personal level. And then when he speaks of them, it I don't know, it's like I don't want to say like it's their, he's their dad, but he's like, eh, he's, just, he's just my little brother. It's fine. He's like, especially he's been good. I'm not worried about it. See, I, to me, I just don't think he gets wrapped up in like the narratives, like the media narratives, which play, like players know. Like they know the power plays look good and they know they've got to get one. That's kind of that, right? And uh, shit. Oh, all right, sorry. Anyway, so they, I, I just think that he like doesn't like he could have given like a like. Do you ever watch like Glance like like post games? Yeah, they're not great. Them? Well, yeah, I think he comes across like all he does is talk in media cliches. And he's like, now it's a team thing; it's not a star player thing, and everybody in this and and he's got that stuff under wraps but the rest of it i don't think um i don't think he's been great at so canes three two in the series they're going to new york is there anything i'm missing no um 8 p.m puck drop actually hold on forgot about that one so i i and this is the reason that i swore (sighs) i'm looking over our series predictors I think we're nearing a checkmate. Very chess theme today. So you had the Canes in six. I had the Canes in five. You had Tampa in six. I had the Panthers in six. I am looking at this now and remember thinking that I would just pick against you basically the whole way. You got to stop doing that. I didn't. Well, you, like, first off, you always, you, last round, I had actual picks, and you just took the favorite every round. Um, except and did it work? Your... Wait, but did it work? Yeah, I mean, if you want to run chalk through your pick pool, like, 
in a 1v1? Like, yeah, I guess. I guess uh, <clears throat> if you don't watch enough hockey, I guess <laughs> you just have to uh, pick the favorites. <laughs> Gatekeeper, hashtag canceled, gatekeeping. Whatever. I, I, I don't think gatekeeping is an editor. So, anyway, you had the Canes in six. I had the Canes in five. That's dead. Um, you had Tampa in six. I had Panthers in six. You had Avs in five. I had Blues in seven. I actually think the Blues win this in six if Bennington doesn't get hurt. And then you had the oil in seven, and I had the flames in five. So, I mean, that's only three points for me. So, what am I up six? I don't know if that's a checkmate. Yeah, the issue is that there's not enough. There's two games next round. Fair enough. And I guess, I mean, Colorado Blues isn't over yet. I mean, if if the Blues win, I would hit three, two, and I would keep it within three. That's basically because that would be what three, four, five. Oh wait, just to catch everyone up. So these this is a mini game we've been doing without the playoffs. You you guess who's gonna win and then guess which game. You get two points for guessing game, one point for guessing the team. Yeah, so I'd be down four with two rounds to go. Yeah, if the Blues win, I guess I'm still in it. Did you watch the um? And we could talk about the the series that are done a little bit before we go. Um, did you watch any of the Tampa, uh, Florida? Yeah, I watched most of it actually. Yeah, it, it they um, they're weird. The Panthers. You know what this was? I actually, I've been thinking about it a lot, actually, because they were just so good in the regular season and could not make it work in the postseason. And it's and it's gonna be a cliche here, but it's a cliche of like they just don't they don't have the experience. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. That with we're seeing this with the Leafs and we're seeing this with the Panthers, where it actually doesn't matter how like good you are. Like if, if you haven't um, like you have to, you, you have to like. When was the last cup team that hadn't had its like share of heartbreak? Yeah, I guess you could argue us, the Canes, or maybe the Ducks. But those, teams I mean, you could have like O two as our heartbreak for O six. Yeah, but there wasn't a ton of carryover from that team. There was some, for sure. And and the Ducks are similar, actually. I'd never really thought about this until now, but they had a similar run where they came to came into a juggernaut. I think they took it six or seven games. I think it was seven because Paul Correa came back in game six. So they took it further than we did against the Wings. That Wings team was much better. Um Someone just threw that in my face the other day. They were like, oh, my God, imagine losing in the finals to the Red Wings. Like, yeah, imagine playing a Scotty Bowman team. Move on. Like, fuck. That, that, team, that team was literally so good. It was so like, good, and it was Scotty Bowman's stop. last hurrah. Like, yeah, they come had, the fuck they, on. They had, they had a lockout the next year because there's no salary cap. <laughs> like, come the fuck on. Um, yeah, I don't know. With the Panthers, what sucks for them is they, they really went in all in on this. I think that's something that's been like kind of in vogue in football recently is to um, the Rams have kind of done it twice, to be honest. 
where they just push their chips in when they think they've got a shot and they made it to the Super Bowl twice and won one. I don't think hockey works the same way. I really don't. Yeah. It's not a single game elimination. It's a, so much of hockey. Like, if you don't get your bounces, you're fucked. And that's not that's not really a thing in football. Like, Well, it, it is a thing, but you only have to win one. And that, that changes. I don't know. I think Tampa looks good. They look bruised. Vasilevsky looks like he's a problem. There was a lot. I, I think part of what happened, too, is they had two players on that team, Bennett and Duclair, where, you know, before coming to the Panthers, like, oh, playoff Sam Bennett. Like, what an animal. Like, why can't the Flames get that guy? Like, why does he vanish in the regular season? And then through, you know, a regular season and a half, he was playoff Sam Bennett. And then he um, he just kind of, like, I didn't think he was very good at all in the playoffs. And then Duclair was another guy where they he's always been pretty inconsistent. I think I don't remember. There might have been a year with the Senators, if I recall, where he had 20 goals at the All-Star break and finished with 24. Like he's always been streaky and he was very good last year and was very, very good this year. And I also felt like he kind of no-showed in the playoffs. And they didn't have like they don't have like the team defense. Bobrovsky, there's a lot of like it's not Bobrovsky's fault, but he didn't like steal it. Like there's a difference between it's not your fault and like sometimes you gotta steal one. You know? Yeah. I mean, you can't blame him for the loss of the entire series, but the getting swept, maybe. I can see it. Yeah, you I can see the hard feelings. Especially he makes $10 million. You got to find one, kid, you know? Is that a lot? Is there is there any Rangers players who make that much money who maybe haven't factored in? Never mind. That's the point. Um, I don't remember. It actually might have been 32 Thoughts from a, like a week ago at this point. But it was... Uh, it was talking about how have you ever seen the final teams be like this good? Like there's no underdog this year. Even if even if we fall to the Rangers in seven games, the Rangers aren't considered to be an underdog here. So the uh... the four I mean the four remaining teams are some, I mean they were second in their division. The four remaining teams are like all considered to be contenders. Doesn't it doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that because of the Oilers. And to be honest, the Rangers. You think the Rangers, the Oilers are surprised? I mean, they're not a contender. Or I don't think they're like a top flight contender. Like, uh, they are now. They're in the final four. But... I was about to say, I I would put, though they're, they're not often considered a contender. But if, can you... Okay, so if at the beginning of the playoffs, somebody was like, yeah. I think the five best teams in hockey right now are in no order Oilers, Tampa, Canes, uh, Avs, and then the Panthers or, or the Rangers. Tampa. Oh, uh, yeah. You meant Tampa. You already said Rangers. Yeah. So if somebody came to you and was like, yep, Tampa, Canes, Rangers, Oilers. 
I, w- I would say no because the Rangers are trash. Now let me knock at some wood. But no, like I, I, the Oilers are a dog. They were a, a very heavy betting odd dog, like heavy underdogs at the start of the series. I, the the Rangers are a dog. I don't, I don't. I mean, wasn't there a year where it was like Blackhawks? Blackhawks, Kings in the finals, Western Conference. And then the 100 point Devils played. Who did they play? They had a good opponent, too. That's the last time that I can remember. Yeah, my point here is that this just doesn't happen often. But I don't like, I like it's, it's two favorites. Or it's a favorite who punched their ticket. It's a favorite who looks like they're going to punch their ticket. It's a dog who beat a heavy favorite. And then there's a dog playing. We're not a heavy favorite. Or we weren't as favored against the the Rangers as the Oilers were against the Flames. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't think that's real. Okay. You got anything else? Um, I don't, there was, and I know as soon as we get off, I'm going to remember what I wanted to talk about, but I don't think I, I don't think I do. Okay. Well, do you want to do our game six prediction? Yeah. I was about to say in that case, let's wrap it up with, uh, what do you, you want to see at MSG in game six? I'll take Canes. I'll take Canes. I'm going to be hyper disrespectful as a warning. I'll take Canes for... uh, I'll take Canes 3-2. Okay. I'll take Canes like 5-2. Empty netters? Yeah, I'm counting an empty netter. Yeah. um, Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I... I thought they played really well in game three. I think a couple things go the other way and this is already over. So Yeah. Um but it's not so much about like us, right? Like I don't think we care at all about this road thing because they know they've been playing well and they're as a team they've always like like they believe in the system. But I think the Rangers are like, yeah. Like we're just not only like in their I know in the Rangers' minds, they're like, Yeah, we basically only home game we've lost this year is a triple overtime. Um is that true? Yeah. The only game we've lost this year was a triple overtime like showdown game one. Yeah. But an L's still an L. So go ahead and take it. But what I'm saying is like I think they feel extra like so we'll see. Anyways, yeah, I mean, I guess that's all. Uh, So we'll see you after game six. Let's go Canes. Let's go Canes.